Hello, I'm David Kerr, Director of Communications with the Diocese of Lansing. And next week we'll see over 800 priests, deacons, religious, parish staff, teachers and other lay people from across the diocese gather for a one-day conference entitled Made for Mission, which will explore the next stages in the implementation of the diocese's Realign Resources for Mission process. But what is Made for Mission and what is Realign Resources <laughs> for Mission? Um, well, I'm glad to say that we're to answer all those questions and a few more. Uh, we're joined by uh, Deb Amato, formerly Chief of Staff uh, with the Diocese of Lansing and recently appointed by Bishop Boyer as Head of the Office of Implementation for Realign Resources for Mission. Correct. Deb, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good morning. And you're now based here in DeWitt. This seems like a very pleasant place to work. It is. As yeah. opposed to downtown Lansing. Well, I miss downtown. I miss all of you people. But We miss you too. <laughs> but yeah, this is nice. It's so nice. for those uh, who do not know, um, just remind us what is Realign Resources for Mission? What does that mean? Okay. So um, Realigning Resources for Mission is the latest, I would say, stage. And really, Bishop Boyer's call to us as a diocese from the time that he came here in 2008 up until today to really be on mission. I mean, when he came here, he said his focus was the salvation of souls. And so many initiatives have happened along the way. Uh, the latest one started in 2019 when he put together a task force to look at how we could realign our resources better within our diocese uh, to meet the, the call to mission, really recognizing um, some realities uh, that uh, were alarming and that we needed to respond to. And so Realign Resources for Mission Task Force began in August of 2019 and met for two years and November 1st gave a recommendation to Bishop uh, as to how we could move forward with really staying on mission, doing a better job of getting on mission uh, than perhaps we had been in the past. I guess in terms of that phrase, realign resources for mission, the kind of pole star to it all is mission, which you briefly touched upon, the Bishop talking about the salvation of souls. How would you articulate the mission? Yeah, so I think um, the, uh, my articulation would be that uh, it's a recognition that we serve one God, who is a Trinitarian person, you know, in community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, sent his son Jesus down here to become man in order to save us, give us, forgive us of sins, and uh, show us how to live a life of holiness as we are living in this portion of our journey, and, uh, and then showing us the way home to heaven and really calling us to eternal life uh, with God in heaven. So uh, the mission is about really saving souls. Um, individually, we are called to save souls, but as a church, we're also called to transform the culture that we live in. And uh, I, I think, I guess the other thing I would say about it is, our mission isn't just to build strong parishes or build strong schools. If that's, if that's what we're trying to do, then we've, we've missed the mark. Right? We, we're building parishes, building schools, building Catholic charities, agencies for the sake of introducing them to Jesus, helping them to grow in that relationship with him, and then ultimately helping them to, to get to heaven. So how will these Realign Resources for Mission reforms or that vision help our parishes to achieve that mission more effectively? Yeah, so when we, um, when we were working together for a couple of years, uh, we, we really focused on some pillars that we felt were important priorities. And the first is mission, making sure that everybody 
uh, understands you know the clarity of what is the mission and how are we making sure that we're all pointed in the same direction and most especially you know we're, we the church is really the diocese the bishop is the shepherd of that we need to be lockstep behind him so what's his vision for how this unfolds and how do we walk in lockstep behind him so the first is mission the second was the recognition that um, we are a hierarchical church and leadership is important and the leadership for our church are priests and so really pouring into our priests to help them to be on mission and to lead to lead our parishes and our schools and our agencies well uh, i think one of the the key um, key recognitions for us as a committee is recognizing that we are living in a different cultural reality today than we have in the past. I mean, it has really changed in the last 20, 25 years. Our priests were formed to lead in a Christendom reality, you know, where, where the culture um, recognizes the role of the universal church, has some respect and reverence for the role of the church, uh, sees the church as having a voice, you know, in the culture. The culture we live in today does not, you know, it does not see the church as relevant. It doesn't see the church as having a, a voice. Uh, there is not respect for the church. So how do we help our priests to really lead in a new reality uh, that maybe they weren't formed really, you know, for, for leadership in? And then the, the third is culture and recognizing the need for our entities to have a healthy culture. Um, and that's, a, you know, a healthy culture of evangelization a healthy culture of discipleship, and a healthy culture of worship. And then the last pillar of that is really the structure, you know, that the structure needs to support the mission. And um, recognizing that, you know, perhaps our reality today, uh, the parish structure today isn't really, you know, it was, it was good for the time that it was created in, not so good for the time that we live in today, and that we need to really look at a different reality today. So. So in terms of structure, and I hear you there, you're keen to stress that this is not primarily no. about structural change or, no. or th that's derivative yep. from, from... All the other pieces. From yep. vision, from mission, from, from leadership, etc. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the structures, the document you have in front of you there seems to identify, uh, you could say, 24 parish groupings across the diocese, although three of them, I think, are standalone, so other groups of one. Yep. <laughs> so, it's, so it's 21 or 24 parish yep. groupings. Yep. Uh, eight of whom have been identified by the bishop as now able to proceed with the implementation of the latest phase of Realign Resources for Mission. Correct. This year. Yep. What difference will those eight areas see in the months or the years to come? Yeah. I, so I, I would say that um, they already should start to see some differences. Um, the the uh, priest who agreed to be early adopters of this, you know, within the eight groupings, about 29 priests, uh, Bishop called all of them and asked them if they would be willing to do this, and they all said yes. And uh, they, they already began, even from the time that we published this document in November, and knowing uh, who they were going to be grouped with, they already began the process of, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, meeting together, uh, beginning to talk about how they could collaborate better together. <clears throat> Some of them have even drawn their parish staffs together already to, to look at how they can do a better job of collaborating across parishes. 
they've begun to, to look at events and thing, initiatives that they can do together. So um, the, first, the first change, and I, I believe this is already starting to happen, I have went out and met with all of the moderators, uh, save one, and um, I'm hearing this from them already. Um, we're really trying to a little bit kind of tear down the walls of parochialism a little bit and recognize that we're all in this together, that the neighboring parish is not my enemy. You know, we're, we are all um, the body of Christ, and so we are called really to grow together. So, you know, the priest or bishop has invited the priest um, to enter into a relationship together, and in those 21 where there's a grouping, they will have uh, what, what they are called priest in solidum, so uh, working together uh, for, for the sake of those groupings. They already are beginning to meet, they're already beginning to pray together, and to talk about how they're going to do a better job of, of really working across those parochial boundaries. Um, so I think that that will already start to, they'll see that happening. Um, the next will be then um, kind of assessing the lay of the land. You know, what, what do we have? Maybe this parish is really good in, in a particular area that the other parishes in the grouping could benefit from. So really assessing the situation. Uh, where, what's the lay of the land? And then uh, going forward, I think the next step for them will be a strategic plan, a strategic plan of the grouping. Now, what, mm -hmm. what does the next three years or five years look like as we, as we work to, together to realign our resources so that we're better able to be on mission? Uh, so I think some, some people will already be seeing that. I know uh, one of the moderators has already brought together the staff from the parishes in his grouping. They already have an initiative on the calendar in March uh, they're bringing uh, Chris Stefanik in mm -hmm. uh, for, for an event. So um, I think the people in the pews should start to hear this. There should be some rumblings. Ultimately, what should be happening is our, our priest as leaders grow. As they grow in their confidence as leaders, they build up leaders, not just their staff, but also the people in the pews, and really challenge them to grow in their discipleship. And And I would say... There's even other initiatives that we've put into place that have already supported this. And that's because Bishop has been focused on mission. And every time we've talked about an initiative, he has said, is this going to really help us to form communities of missionary disciples? So I'll go back to um, uh, BYOB, right? Um, the Bishop's Year of the Bible, mm -hmm. in which you did an awesome job of, of leading us through for a year. Uh, that was really meant I mean, this was Bishop's goal was that people spend a little bit of time every day with Scripture, learning about Jesus, so that they can grow in their relationship with Jesus and become disciples who then invite other people into that relationship with Jesus, right? So we spent a year inviting people into that. That really is about you know, aligning our, mission, our, our resources, our people, on mission. And now this year, um, Disciples Together on the Way, right? Another level of inviting people into growing in their own holiness so that they can, and then they should be challenged, right, then to share that uh, with others. I think even, even the Synod, even what the task force, um, I think Brian Flynn and Don Hausman did a great job of, of kind of teeing up the Synod to invite people into having a conversation with someone else about Jesus. So again, a challenge to the people in the pews to grow in their own relationship by sharing that relationship with someone else. So I, I think there's other little things that are happening 
all the other little initiatives that, that are happening really are feeding into our being able to better realign resources for mission because we're really looking to grow people to be disciples, to look outward and focus on, the, on really transforming the culture and bringing people back to our parishes. Uh, to be in relationship with Jesus. The two of the terms, to pick up in two of the terms yeah. you used there, yeah. <clears throat> moderator and in solidum. So obviously in this document, part of the vision or a core part of the vision was that there had to be greater community life in terms of yeah. uh, both living and prayer life and fraternal support for priests. That's correct. Um, and that the, the mechanism in canon law identified, canon law being the, 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 the law that governs the internal life of the church, right. was this uh, term in, in solidum or in solidarity, yeah. that you could have a group of priests who essentially are a kind of a collective, um, but they are led by or have a figure who is designated as moderator, who is either first among equals or is slightly more than first among equals. So I know this is perhaps a bit inside baseball, but but you know, um, you know, priests are obviously pivotal. To, yep. <laughs> to, goes without saying to the to the apostolic life uh, of a, a, a parish. Um, so h how is that playing out? That vision of priests in solidum in that particular form of community with a moderator is it, is it is it is it a work in progress? Are we learning as we go, or what's happening? Yeah, it is a work in process, and we are learning as we go. Um, and yeah, so uh, really the moderator is first among equals. Um, he is called to, uh, we were trying to come up with a good analogy for this and the best I can come up with right now is kind of like a, um, a board, you know, uh, and you have a chairman of the board, you know, and uh, he's also a chair member, right? So our moderator is also a priest in one of the parishes. So um, he is, his job is really to facilitate the conversation, the work of the, that group of priests, to work towards consensus, to work towards um, encouraging them all to grow in their own health and holiness, and then to work together as, as a kind of a team, sort of they are as a group, the pastor of the parishes, um, and so leading together the, the groupings, you know, in the initiative of, of mission. So um, Bishop has invited them, and canon law suggests that they should have a working agreement that they work, work through together. So Bishop has given them a directive um, and given them some different areas that they need to, to focus on and, and putting together an agreement about how they're going to work together as a team, as a collaborative in, in growing, you know, the particular parish groupings. So that, that's, that's really, and that, are, that work has already begun. He's, he's in the fifth draft of his, of his essay, which he gave out to them yesterday. Uh, we brought the priests together over the last three days here at the retreat center. Uh, and, and the focus of those three days was about mission, is about really about the clarity of mission and them working together as, as brothers, uh, united, uh, really as a united force on mission. Uh, one, of the, one of the, I guess, a little pushback that we get sometimes from people is too much focus on the priest. Why are we, why are we focusing so much on the priest? You know, if it smacks of clericalism, right? And, and it really is exactly the opposite. It's not. It's we're focusing on them because they are called to be the lead. They are the shepherds. They are called to be the leaders of our parishes. So how do we help them to grow in confidence in their leadership so that they can then 
build up leadership around them, the leadership of the deacons, the leadership of the staff, the leadership of the, the school administration, you know, the people in the pews. Um, so it's really not about building them, you know, them up to be, you know, for all everything to happen through them, but for them to be able to have the confidence to build up leaders around them um, so that we can go out on mission. It's not their job to be in the culture. It's our job to be in the culture introducing people to Jesus. And so it's their job to really build us up to be those disciples that can do that. And in all of this, and in making all of this happen, what role does your office, the Office of Implementation, play? How do you help these eight entities, uh, these eight areas to move forward with realigned resources for mission? Yeah. So I'm an extension of the Chancery, an extension of Bishop, and his um, his motto since he's been here has always been that we are a resource for the parishes, the schools, and the agencies. So my role is to to look at this this next you know three to five years and say what is it that we need to provide? Uh, what does my office need to provide? What does the chancery need to provide? Resources, tools, formation. What is it that we need to provide to help them to be successful in, on their mission? Not to replace them, not to do it for them, but to really provide you know the the foundation for them so that they can they can be successful. And that was why I went out and met with with all of them last week to ask what what do you need from us? What are the things that you're going to need from us to help you to to move forward in this in this initiative? So, yeah, that's my job. And and I think it's going to be bringing them together. I think it's going to be bringing them and their staffs together, offering some formational you know, uh, sessions for them, some workshops for them. Uh, there's resources that we've already got, you know, that we, we can provide for them, some assessment tools. And we, we brought in um, Catholic Leadership Institute a couple years ago. We did the mm-hmm. initiative called for more with them as a precursor to this, to help to provide some information for them, some data points for them. Uh, we were able to get all of our parishes to do the Disciple Maker Index, we were able to do that for free. So that gives the, the, the priest a data point to, to get a sense of the, you know what's, what's happening in the pews, what are my people thinking. Uh, so we can continue to provide those kind of tools and resources for them to help them uh, in this initiative. And the next staging post along the way, a significant staging post, is obviously next week, this Made for Mission conference. Yeah. As mentioned, 800 Persons from across the diocese, yep. priests, deacons, religious, school teachers, parish staff, uh, other lay faithful. What's going what, what, what's to happen on that day? Yeah. So, uh, our, again, just like we brought the priests together for these three days um, this week to really get you know, that clarion call of all of us on board, on pointing at the same target, on mission, that's what... That's what that Thursday conference is about as well, is extending that now beyond the priest to, to the deacons and the lay people um, and inviting them to be on that mission as well. Really setting Bishop up there to cast his vision, to be the one who's in front, who's leading, and to get all of us behind that, that vision and walking lockstep with him. So, and, and to share a little bit of information about what's, you know, what's been happening and what do we see as, as our path forward. And what know. do you hope will come from that one-day conference? What, what should flow from that? I hope a couple things will come. I hope it, it, it is a bit of a, 
you know, kind of a rah-rah and, and um, that, that we all get excited about this. I'm not hearing actually negative things as I've gone out there. I'm hearing people excited about this. So that's good. So more of that, more excitement, um, but also some feedback. You know, I've, I asked the moderators, you know, what do you need? It would be good to hear from the rest of the, the team. What do you need? What do you see as the, um, what's not clear? You know, what's not clear going forward? What are some obstacles that we need to, to overcome? Uh, what are some ways that we can help you, you know, in this? So I'm hoping to hear some of that from them. Well, we look forward to seeing you uh, there. Um, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, as with anything, apostolic or otherwise, uh, in our life it begins and ends in prayer. So if I can ask you just to conclude this uh, conversation, this podcast, uh, in, with a prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious Father, we thank you and we praise you. We praise you most especially for your son Jesus, for his witness, for his sacrifice, for everything that he provides for us. We thank you for the church. We thank you for our bishop, Bishop Earl Boyer, who is not afraid to really be innovative and bold and who has cast a beautiful vision for our diocese. I thank you for all of the people who will be coming on February 24th for their sacrifice and for their willingness to serve the church and to serve this diocese. I ask for, as always, the intercession of Mary. She is our mother. She is the perfect model of discipleship. To cast her intercession for us and to take our cares and our needs to the foot of the cross to her son Jesus, as I pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Deb Amato, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you next week. <laughs>